Welcome to the front line. The last bastion of free thought on this godforsaken rock. This is every number one ever. We're just three human men dropping truth bombs all over songs that made the top of the UK charts. Hunched in our makeshift quarters deep in the trenches nearly 16 months behind enemy lines. Every week we navigate the notes of nine songs further towards our goal. What is it? The complete destruction of musical history as you know it. Armed only with one vote each and our sharp wit and repartee. <laughs> this is a new level. A new level of music journalism. We're taking back what was stolen from us during this second industrial revolution. Industrial Revolution 2, AI edition. Machines have smashed down the pillars of musical opinion. NME. Q. Other letters. Pitchfork. Leaving just us three remaining tastemakers surrounded by fields of dead. As the human element of music critique slowly dies, killed by artificial intelligence, we remain to guide you through 75 plus years of number one singles, and at the very least, fuck up your Spotify algorithms. Gorgeous. Lobbing hand grenades at Paul Gambaccini. It's Mr. Craig Lowe. Hi, everybody. And hollowing out the legs of Simon Le Bon and using him as a makeshift trebuchet. Dr. Liam Maloney, if you please. That was quite a sort of... Um... Dr. Nick Riviera intro. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Say it. Hi, Dr. Maloney. Thank you. Christ. Try oh, and right. do a little bit of reference. But anyway, let's move on. I don't know who you're talking about. Simpsons? No. Right, should we do a machine? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Simpsons? No. That's a day's me. Fuck it. <laughs> Software Cell. If we're going to write this out for you, soft, parentheses, where, cell. Soft cell, 80s synth poppers, software, computers and shit, innit? Um, we're going to start with Matthew. You need number 196. Um, oh, fuck it. It was one week. Play this thing. <laughs> Soft sell. One week. It's been. One week. And. Iranu. Ah! Didn't break that one, did I? Yes. So this is notable because it was the first new number one of the 60s. So there was uh, a rollover. But this was the first new number one of the 1960s. So it hit the top spot finally on the 29th of January. 1960. Hang on to your hats, boys. Bring on the dancing girls. Why am I so starry eyed? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you, every number one ever, Michael Holiday. H O L L I D A Y. Uh, this is his second number one after his 1958 chart, Top of the Story of My Life. I don't think that's come up yet. Um, oh, something to look forward to there, then. Features the, Fucking hate that song. Features the Michael Sams singers. They're the women. That's how we used to refer to people in the 50s. They weren't known as... The, it was the man who took control someone's of that property. group of women. Yeah. Yeah, someone's property. Uh, what can I tell you about our Mickey? Uh, he was born in Liverpool. He had an off-centre chin. And he died in 1963. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Fucking hell. Yeah. He died in 1963 at the age of 38 after having a mental breakdown and taking an overdose after ongoing problems with stage fright. That chin 
that chin has gone like left at the traffic lights. It's <laughs> fucking it serious. The fact I've just talked about the demise of this guy. <laughs> no chin. Yet, yet the chin still remains. I mean, it's a substantial fa- chin. <laughs> uh, he idolised Bing Crosby, hence the almost baritone croon. There's nothing here, really, barring the ace doo-wop backing singers, as I've said, the Michael Sams singers, S-A-M-M-E-S, that give the song the only real notable immediate hook. Let's go to fan of early traditional pop music, Mr. Craig Lowe. (laughs) Tell us how much you love this, Craig. (laughs) Liam, what do you think of Michael Holiday? So to be fair to him, he does have a decent set of pipes on him. He's got a good voice, Holiday, mm. particularly in Story of My Life. Um, mm. It's a bit too Burt Bacharachy for me, Story of My Life. Um, this didn't really do anything for me in this short little snippet. I was unmoved. Um, it, yeah, this is Get no loss bin. if this were Get to... Get uh, in the bin! Hit the, hit Get the bin. in the bin! Craig, can I? I just stop, can I just stop you for a minute? <laughs> yeah? You know there's three choices here, sir. We can't, I mean, the, the thing is, the thing is, it for me, that is, this is the classic, this is an archetypal needle mover for me because the song itself is, by the way, I've just thrown my arms out there, listener. <laughs> the song is, <laughs> but the backing, the backing vocals, like, kind of made me smile. Oh, it's it's fine. If, if the next two are absolute pearlers, I'll find something nice to say about it to get it in. Well, let's have a think when we see unit number one, one, three, eight, four. Surely there can't be anything good this modern. What, what year are we on? 2021, January. Right. Inform me. Bad times. It's bad. These songs are terrible, honestly. Yay. Uh, it's going to be crap. Take a guess. January. Uh, Cowl adjacent. Oh, Cowl adjacent, a, 2021. Um, petite melange. Uh, a, a, a hairy style. So, petite melange from Liam. <laughs> Little mix. One of the one of the. I know what it is. I'm just, a small just dessert. A petite melange or a hairy style from Craig. A, a, a hairy entrance. Um, one of you is right. Who? Who? Oh, is it watermelon sugar? Press play and find out. Oh no, it's the Malone. Wow, right. Little Mix had sort of lost it by this point. Sorry, my mouse stopped working. So this is Sweet Melody by Little Mix. Right, full disclosure, this is this was the first time I'd heard this song. But fuck me, it's ace. <laughs> it is ace. And... Like, genuinely surprised because it started and immediately I was like, oh, God. And by the time we got to the chorus, there was enough that I thought, this has had a lot of time spent on it. Well, COVID, not much else to do. And it's really well done. The mix rail against some bastard with lyrics full of musical metaphor. Um, Lyrics like, he used to sing me sweet melodies. He played me, made me believe it was real love. He would lie, he would cheat over syncopated beats. I was just his tiny dancer, he had control of my feet. All over some TikTok friendly melody and reggae, it's a fucking reggaeton beat as well. It's fabulously young and feisty, so young I felt like I needed to be put on a register for just listening to it. And there's a lovely layer to the chorus where it really goes off and I think this was the bit that properly hooked me in. Liam, if you go from 53 seconds where the chorus kicks in, but just leave it running a bit. Read it. Yes, yes, yes. A little mix. I, I really like the fact that I, if we were going to predict anything for this podcast, it wouldn't be <laughs> that I'm leaving this podcast as a fan of Little Mix. What about that syncopated orchestra? It's bonkers. It's cool. Um, Farmer Pantheon. Well, did we decide was M and E K as he being inducted? Oh, great question. Um, anyway, he gets a co-produced. No, he got binned. Was... He got binned off ah. uh, Head and Heart, which is a shame because that's his only shot. 
Um, anyway, this is this uh, little mix, sweet melody is vibrant, it's strong, it's all the good stuff. This is right up my alley that you know this is my absolute kind of jam. Like interesting pop music, good melodies, clever production. Yeah, a lot of time for this. Mr. Lowe? Uh, the bin's blown over outside in the wind and I'm watching it slowly roll down the street and I'm like, you know what, I can't even be asked to go outside and pick it back up, just let the wind take it away. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just don't like it. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. You don't need any more than that. You do not need any more than that. It was just, it was real bile there. Oh, Jesus. Right. Well, I am going to predict now that this will be keep from Liam, but I'm I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm going to say 70% keep from Liam and 100% bin from Craig, as I take you to... I said this last week, but I mean it this week. This is the most modern song we've had on the podcast so far. It's unique number one, number 14, 16, 1416, 1416. It's been... Yeah, of course, one week, isn't it? Uh, right. Film tie-in. Guesses. One each, please. August last year. Craig. Oh, fuck. Uh, what came out back in the last year? It's August. got to be Barbenheimer, right? Yeah, so it's the theme from Oppenheimer. <laughs> Which is absolutely uh, fucking killer. Yeah, it's great. So it's is it, it's either going to be the Billie Eilish... I'm a doll and I don't know what I'm doing, or it's Ryan Gosling saying I'm, I'm not ten enough again. Ken. So <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen the film. I don't Craig, know. What's on. What? Not seen. Craig. Craig. Yeah. You are correct on one of those. I wish that. Rest play. No need to go any further. Yeah. And that's Billy not Eilish gets his, that's, yeah, Billy Eilish gets his second gets a second consecutive Oscar. I mean, yeah. How modern are we here? A song from the Barbie film from Bilish. Uh lyrical music on what it is to be. Who would have thunk? A little bit of uh, Wittenstein, uh, very cant. Uh, minimal piano back in thanks. Uh, Craig, I've written. Craig will hate this. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Might well be. It is everything Bilish does, to my ears at least. Okay, maybe not everything, but a high percentage is really well put together. It's done really solidly and done really well. Done with some real love. Lana Del Rey is similar, but now this is great. So is Louis, so, so Louis Capaldi. No, it's lovely no. fella. No, I think there's something about right. So last year was the first year where there were more female number ones than male number ones, right? Well, that's cool. There's something about there's something about women in artist artistry and culture at the moment that they are absolutely grasping the net more than the men, and I think you've hit on the two there. Craig. So if you take Lewis Capaldi and you take either Bailish or you take Lana Del Rey and put them up against each other, might be a little bit unfair that. Sheeran then. Let's Sheeran. Let's go big hitters. Let's Sheeran Lana Del Rey. There is far more going on with Eilish and Lana Del Rey than there is with uh, Sheeran and Lewis Capaldi. There's a two-dimensional element to the men's releases where there just really isn't with female releases so far uh, or, or recently. And I know these are Big broad brushstrokes that I'm giving, and I need to give this a little bit more thought. This is something I've only been thinking about today, but I just think we kind of need to celebrate these. This might not be the best example of a celebration for Billie Eilish. I get that, but at the moment I'm on a I'm on a pro trip, pro Bailish trip. So I throw it out to you. Um, let's go right. Let's go Craig first because I think I know where it's going because the bins yeah, at the bottom well, of the street. Very easy. I mean, 
In 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 counter argument to what you've just been saying, when Eilish records something upbeat and dancey, I'll be right there with you. But unfortunately, all I've ever heard from Eilish is more of the same, very slow, ballady, self-referential, self-reflecting songs, which is all very well and good. But give me don't forget self-indulgent. Give me something I can dance to. I mean, and I know that they're out there, but they, they, nobody seems to be buying them. I listened to Olivia Rodrigo's album today, which is fucking fabulous from October last year, and that has a perfect mix of upbeat and slow tempo, and I loved it, and I can't imagine Eilish having any sort of range other than, oh, it's sad. I think she it's, probably it's does. Really sad. She probably does need to move away from writing with her brother. Uh, yeah, uh, so, I mean, it's, I, I mean, is there any surprise where I'm leaning with these three? But, uh, Liam, Povu. Um, so I will be usually the first in the queue. I'm, I'm I'm camping outside in a tent two weeks beforehand to get my ticket to bash the output of Billie Eilish and particularly bash the output of Phineas in all capitals because he's a c- and can't produce. Um, <laughs> Phineas was the worst thing about Billie Eilish's Bond song, for instance, the fact that he doesn't know when something's distorted. Yeah. Oscar-winning Bond song. Yeah, but, you know, since when did Oscar people actually know what they were fucking talking about? Um, uh-uh. Proven Sass. by the fact that all the stuff that was missing from this year's Oscars. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, I don't rate Irish at all. I don't like her voice. I don't like her music. I don't think she's particularly interesting. I think this is a masterpiece for 2023. I am... Boo! Switch it up. <laughs> Boo! Play switch it straight. Roof. That was a switch, Craig. You're going to have to up your game, mate, because I did not see that coming. Um, have you guys seen Barbie? No. One of the most interesting movies I've seen in a decade. That and um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. All, all at once, time. I've seen that. They seen are the, the Lego same movie. level I don't of need interest. to see it again. I've seen the Lego movie. I don't need to see it again with like real people. It, it's that <laughs> level of clever. It, it's, yeah, um, the Lego movie. Yeah, Lego movie was great as well. First one, particularly. More, cam- more cameos than the Lego movie. So, hang on, wait, everyone stop. Just for a minute. So... Right. Do you do you like this? Liam? Yeah, I think I think it's amazing. Right. Uh, right, fuck me. Right, okay. The switcheroo was so sharp, I didn't know where I was. And then Craig just kept saying the Lego movie on purpose. Yeah, and and my ignore brain the melted. Lego movie thing. That's just that's just him being pithy, like, oh it's Hi, China Town Spaceships. Yeah. It's Fern Gully with Smurfs, yeah. Um But no, this in the context of the Bar movie particularly, and the kind of moment of Barbenheimer. Um, is incredibly intelligent. Fucking Barbenheimer. Um, and I think we... <laughs> no, don't, I, I can't get into fucking Barbenheimer being a fucking thing. Christ almighty. Let's release two films at the same time and we'll just... Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's fucking nice. It's because two they, were both, released at the same they time. were both very good films, Craig. So what? It, it, it makes it seem like only one good film has ever been released at the same time, but no, we'll create a funny little name for this one because fuck me. This is a very strange hill to die on, Craig. <laughs> um, no, but um, uh, not to spoil the Barbie film for anyone, you should see it if you've not seen it. it it's spectacular. Um, but it kind of happens in this sort of like post-Me Too era where we're thinking about things like, you know, be paying women an equal wage, imagine that. And no. Like, all, no. All of those kind of socioeconomic, cultural considerations around, you know, like, this has been the first year that women have outsold, uh, have had more singles than men in the top, what do you say, number one spot? This feels like the perfect year for this song to drop, and it's it's all around that, and I think Eilish has really hit on something with this. If she never recorded again, I'd be quite happy. I think if she left off at this point, left at a really high point in her career, I'd be quite happy with that. Um, But I think it's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Fuck me, I, that was, I think, listener, you probably now understand what it's like to be me. It's, uh, there's a lot going on there, but I am taking this into the Pantheon with a two-to-one vote. But, Craig, you have been heard, son. That's fine. Cool stuff. Um, let's roll on in the interest of time, and I'll stop ranting about um, how Billie Eilish didn't phone in for once. Um, let's do me next. Um, so, before I actually go any fucking further with this, um, I'm going to look to Matthew, and I'm going to ask, Matthew, would you like to go on zero? Oh. Would you like to bin on zero? 
Been on zero. Yep. Been on zero. Yep. I mean, right, the thing is, when you're put in a position like this by one of your <laughs> esteemed colleagues, and I love you both dearly, and I know, I know you wouldn't do this to me, and I, I, there is an element of trust involved, but I still want to hear it. I still want to hear it. So can I Can I put it in? i tell you what, give me a minute. <laughs> can I not, but can yeah. I also, yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm going to put it down. I'm going to put it in, uh, in an envelope. One sec. <laughs> And send it to yourself. Yeah. So I've just written it. And I've put it in the post box. Let's see how fast this gets unfurled. Um, right. So this is unique number one, 447. It was first number one on the 17th of November, 1979. It was number one for three weeks. Mark Almond, open your anus and share some facts with us. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, it's when you're in love with a beautiful woman. <laughs> and Matt's got his bin out already. This is, of course, Dr. Hook and the something something. I Medicine I'm, show. Yeah, so it was uh, Dr. Hook and the medicine show. Wiki fist for you before we continue. The name was inspired by Sawyer's Eye Patch, Sawyer being a member of the band, and a reference to Captain Hook of Peter Pan's fairy tale. Sawyer lost his right eye in a near fatal car crash in Oregon in 67, and after that, wore an eye patch, leading some people to believe that he was Dr. Hook. When asked by fans which member of the band was Dr. Hook, they would all point at the bus driver. Imagine. Such such cheeky chappies, such scamps. Matt, we'll come to you in a moment. Craig, bit of faux, weak, disco, yacht rock bullshit. Where are you with this, my love? I mean, you said the words yacht rock, and yeah, that sort of sums up where I am. This is fine. I don't mind this a bit of yacht fine. rock. This is, this is absolutely fine when you're in love with a beautiful woman. It's heard. Never truer words were ever said. Not a problem I suffer from. Um, we've all heard the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. This was clearly like one of the offcuts from it. Um, it's fine, Mister Leonard. So if we were top trumps, if we had top trump cards, and it had like I don't know, name, height, weight, special move, kryptonite. My kryptonite would be Doctor Hook, and the reason my kryptonite would be Doctor Hook is completely due to the fault of heat, bad packaging, and my dad leaving tapes on the back seat of the car. So we were driving down to <laughs> Newquay in 1993. When did um, Charles and Eddie come out? When did Charles oh, and Eddie... Oh, that's uh, a good one. Was it 91? Is that 93? No, no, it was, I think it's 93. Anyway, we had, a, we had a copy of Duophonic by Charles and Eddie, their album, which I was really <laughs> looking forward to getting my teeth into on the seven and a half hour car journey in a powder blue Vauxhall Cavalier. 1992, we were both wrong. 92, right. And all the tapes were let out on the back seat and they melted. Wow. Every single tape. Everyone. Except... The one that was in the tape player, which was not even the full Doctor Hook greatest hits, which is twelve tracks. It was the chunky re-release <coughs> in the eighties of the eight-track <laughs> version of Doctor Hook's greatest hits with the love heart on the cover, which we listened to. And in fairness, my dad, I, I've since spoken. I've spoken to our kid about it. She remembers it vividly and has the very similar feelings on Dr. Hook as I do. And my mum chuckled when we first started telling this story, saying that in the front they were side-eyesing the shit out of each other, killing themselves laughing every time Sylvia's mother came on, <laughs> on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Sex, sexy eyes, sexy eyes, oh my God. And when you're in love with a beautiful woman. It's actually a 10-tracker, I'm afraid to say. But this one had eight tracks. Sure? I'm absolute. Okay. I'm, well, no, no, I'm not sure. I only remember. Could, <sighs> right, give right, give us the list of songs. Read me out. The Sylvia's list of songs. mother, cover of the Rolling Stone. Cover only sixteen. She was only sixteen. <laughs> only sixteen. Oh, the Come old on. Sam Cooke tune. Um, a little bit more. Yeah, gotta love you. Uh, covered by A One. Lest we not forget. Walk right in. Don't remember that one. Carry on. Sharing the night together. Ah. When you're in love with a beautiful woman. Better love next time. Yeah. Sexy eyes. Did, did, did. 
and <laughs> years from now. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I, so most of the time i give good grace to the songs i think about it and i make the wise choice as i said this is kryptonite i'm going on one it's going in the bin and the worst thing is there's probably going to be two more songs that i really like but i can't let dr hook in the pantheon right in that case let's uh move on and go for my second number one of the week this is unique Number one, 919. This numbers? was number one for the first time on the 26th of January 2002. Mm. Um, let's have a B and see if there's any additional facts. It's been... You ready for this, boys? No. Yep. My sweet oh, lord. My sweet lord. Georgie George. Wilbury rules. For the second time. So this is already in. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy with that. So this was the 2001 re-release. It got into the charts and hit the number one spot in early 2002. This is obviously a kind of, oh, George Harrison's dead, blah, 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 sort of release. Um... I have just, very little just to say about Just this. as you would want to be eulogised there, I think. Yeah, nemaced. <laughs> um, I was going to shave my head for this, but um, I'm already losing my hair, so what's the point? Um, <laughs> he's so fine by the chiffons is far superior, as we all know. See the arguments from previous episodes. <laughs> you don't often see a Harry Krishna around these days, um, which I, I lament. They're, they're, a, they're a bit of a forgotten thing, Harry Krishna. Um, but it's already in the pantheon. This feels like such a pointless well, discussion. Can, can, we just, can we just point out for perhaps new listeners why this has got a second reading and why that some don't? Um, yes, so that's a really good point, actually. So this was a, like Bo Rhapsody and a couple of other things, this was a proper re-release, so different catalogue number. Not many, is there? Different year. This isn't the same single being re- pressed and pressed and pressed and pressed. This is kind of like an anniversary. The same with a lot of those kind of Elvis tunes. They kind of come back around quite well, often like, well. That was going to be my example. So the uh, we had One Night and I Got Stung by a Bee by Elvis the other week. And that was the same catalogue number. And uh, ca- yeah, same, same release basically as the 1958 version, but just re-released in 2005. So it can be the same thing. Or it can be the same thing released in a different way. It's very convoluted, but there you go. Them's yeah. the quirks. Yeah. It's just to show, you know, like if you see... I don't know. Um, Fergie in the number one spot this week, and then she's into number two next week, and then comes back the no week chance. after to number one. That's still all the same release, just kind of floating around the pop charts. Obviously, that's never going to happen with Fergie, but just as a point of reference. Um, <laughs> if you want to see it, go back and have a little look at um, what episode would it be, actually? Um, Sweet Lord previously appeared in episode 16. My Sweet Lord was in episode 16, so please refer to that. Um, so it was 50 episodes ago, which is quite nice. Wow. Um, so I'm just going to remind Matt that he's locked in. Yeah. And we're going to move on, and we're going to go to unique number one, 1,422. Now this is the most modern song we've ever had on the show. Um, it was first number one on the second of. Uh, oh shit! That's why. I'm... Can I can I just take the number because this is going to be an ongoing battle now, isn't it? This is yeah. the most modern. Fourteen twenty-two. Fourteen twenty-two is where we're up to. So this was number one for the first time on the sixteenth of November last year, twenty twenty-three. Um, any more facts for me? What's this fucking thing called? Soft cell. Soft software cell. cell. Mark Ormond. It's been Iran. So, if I tell you that this is the longest time between bands hitting the number one spot with a new release, and that's the Beatles. Now and then, of course, it's the fucking Beatles. One, two. Do we even need to fucking play this? No. No. It was like well, it was fine. more of a news story than a song. This. 
Mm. Oh, I think this one of my favourite songs from last year. You're fully wrong, but go on. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, having lived through Free as a Bird and Real Love and uh, the hype that they got for the absolute nonsense that they were, the actual production on this, the, the actual technicality behind it, and the fact that it is a really good tune. At the end of the day, it's a really, really solid tune. It's been well, it's been oh, well God, remixed. It's so depressing. Why? Why be so depressing though? I mean, it's a full. I mean, if anything, it's a full stop, and there will never be another Beatles song now. They're all dead. George never worked on anything else, other than this. This will be the. This is literally the final time that no matter how many times Ringo and Paul want to dig out a Lennon demo again. There will never be another full Beatles track. This is, I mean, it's great. It is absolutely great. Absolutely no fault with this. If this were the first song played, it would have gone on one. Wow. I I do not think this is anywhere near worthy of any of the hype that this receives. And I know I hate the Beatles automatically, but I, I tried to go into this with a bit of a, a bit of a kind of open mind, and I was so wildly disappointed. I think it's really poorly produced. I think the song's incredibly just doer and depressing. I think the performances are really weak. I think the AI that everyone's so excited about is properly shit, and you can hear the shitness of it. You can hear the artifacts in that mm. vocal part. You have listened to the demo, yes. Yeah. You have listened to what they had to work with. I right? don't really care. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, the, oh, well done, you've polished your entire argument there, unfortunately. I mean, it's... It's um uh, uh, to call Peter Jackson's technology miraculous is an understatement. I mean the f- the what they pulled from the tapes from that is unreal to say the least. I also fucked up because this is a double A and I've only just clocked that. Yes, it is. Hey, 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 hey! What's the flip, dude? It's love me do. I'm not even playing it. No, I tell you what. No, because you got basically to play a bit, the, sh- the so shit version of the Sesame Street theme. I can't. I'm locked in as well. Yes, you yeah. are. I've, I've fucking no defence here, have I? I'm fucking lost at sea on my own here. <laughs> and that's enough of that. No, I, I honestly think, uh, here and now, it's really disappointing. I think it's, you know, everyone's, oh, it's so now and then. I, I, whatever, fucking... <laughs> Be here now, I think it's really disappointing. <laughs> I think it is. I just, I just don't think it's worthy of any of this hype, and I don't know why they've kind of um, why they've sort of struggled with it for so long. I don't think the song is worthy of this amount of effort. I just think it's really uninteresting. And like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, fine. Okay, they've done a, a decent job on the cleanup, but you can still hear the artifacts. And I think there's something like weirdly kind of anachronistic about it. I don't like the fact that it's sort of like ghosts singing with real people. There's something really uncanny about it that kind of bothers me. And we're going to see that increasingly as voice modelling gets better. Like I'm you sure guys have heard, when, like when 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 a Michael Jackson demo comes out that's an absolute stormer, we will refer back to this. <laughs> well, like have you heard the Michael Jackson version of I haven't the... heard anything since fucking Dangerous Mate and I'm no need to. Well, there was a Weekend and Daft Punk tune. Um, that sounded exactly like Michael Jackson and someone has redone it using AI models of Michael Jackson and it sounds great but it's not real this stuff isn't real and I think that's part of my objection to it as well. I think that's where you're getting confused because there's a difference between AI construction which is what they're using to duplicate people's voices and what they did with John Lennon which was to extract his voice from the background noise I think everyone every press release tried to drive that home that they haven't just taken somebody else singing it and then given and fed in John Lennon's fucking milk and honey and gone do your best with that son it just doesn't mean anything I don't think I just I think it's meaningless I think it's silly and I think it's over that's right I think I think we've uh, I think we've uh, I think we've we've sort of put our stalls out on that one and Liam's wrong but uh, <laughs> I, I I'm looking at the bin as it drops in but I will say this I think that uh, my sweet lord, I have no problem with something going in twice when it's of such a high calibre. And the Beatles' final song, uh, deservedly so for uh, for uh, its place in history. I'm I'm I find it quite interesting that this has come up on an Amida bin for me because it saved me a job of trying <laughs> to work out what I actually think about it. Unsurprisingly, I fall betwixt both here. I do think the AI cleanup's really cool, but I think that the 
better thing that we should be celebrating is what Giles Martin has done with the uh, remasters, rebuilds of the latter day Beatles albums, which is genuinely miraculous. That's that's quite amazing. Um, this, but they, I, I'll I'd say this now and. I just don't think it's a Beatles song. I mean, it was a demo done in 77 when the Beatles had split. So it's it would be disingenuous to call it Beatles. Realistically, it you know, it should be called John Lennon, Paul McCartney, <laughs> uh, Ringo Starr and George Harrison. I would have preferred them to on the flip as well, by the way, instead of putting Love, My Do, Love Me Do as some kind of bookends theme, of them to have redone... Uh, either real love or free as a bird with the same technology yeah. because I think that that would have been that would have been really cool that yeah. would have been nice to like kind of re, re, you know bring them up give for it another relegation take it out of Jeff Lynn's dirty sticky fingers uh, yeah so obviously I've got on one Craig's keeping yeah, yeah Liam's been in so it's it's all a foregone it's a strange one this it because... is a strange one I would have binned my sweet lord because we don't need it twice anyway do you think it, do you think this yeah, is worthy of a I think I, I I I'm standing firm on the turrets pointing at you shouting shame from the cucumber <laughs> castle on this one. Okay, let's hit that bin. And then let's have a dig into the dark nasty dank depths of number 2, shall we? <laughs> Ghostbusters. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a number two? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> so, Craig, um, I'm gonna, I've got pie downstairs. Would you like some? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that's a win, right? Ghostbusters I, I, over the final Beatles song. I, I don't know. I struggle. I mean, it's I'm, I'm, I'm neither happy nor sad with that one. It's not a cucumber castle, though, surely. No, it isn't. No, it isn't it's, a cucumber it's, castle. It's, it's it's a mixture of emotions. Well, let's see if we can find some sort of happy bookend to this session. Unlike Love Me Do, while we finish with Craig's three. A happy bookend with my track record. <laughs> my first number one this week is unique number one, number 1005. Before we go any further, software, sell, fax it to me. It's been one week belting 19th of Feb 2005. <laughs> <laughs> one he week, has excuse-, out. <laughs> excuse me while I fucking yawn. <laughs> Press play. <laughs> Professor the Edge! You think you've got the stuff. Is it some. Sometimes you can't make it on your own? Yeah. Yep. This, right, this is fucking so weird. I was reading about this song last night. Why? Because. How did this come up? Were you listening to How to Dismantle no, an Atomic Bomb? No, I certainly wasn't. I certainly wasn't. <laughs> and lest, lest we not forget, I am a YouTube apologist. Even this late in the career. It came up. It was something to do with lyrics, and it was some some guy had gone off on one saying, i tell you what is surprising. Um, the lyrics to this song are actually really good. And he and basically he's like Bono has not written a good lyric since 1987. <laughs> he said, but the lyric he's really nailed it on this song because it's about I think did his mum die or something. It's it's just it's shame. It's, 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 it's shame. It's sung it. by 2005 Bono and played by 2005 The Edge and the other two. Yeah, but the nice boys do make pizza. <laughs> they don't. I'd buy a U2 pizza. You would. I would. <laughs> what flavor would a U2 pizza be? Flying pineapple. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, is this how to dismantle an atom bomb? Period. Atomic this, bomb. Yeah. This, 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 this is. We, we'd had, we'd had our U two resurgence. They'd had their upbeats, uh, uh, 
upbeat tracks. They've been on the Mission Impossible soundtrack and all that fun jazz. And then uh, it was like, right, where were we boys before all that silly upbeat nonsense? <laughs> right. All right. Take it. We're off. We're off. <laughs> it's here. It's here. It's here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing pleases me more than Craig's Irish voice. Man alive. Um, I will stand by this. I think this is a really good latter day. You two, you two do what you two do best, which is big, heartfelt ballad. Is it cool? Absolutely <laughs> not. It couldn't be further from cool. Um, but if Mem serves the chorus, is well worth it. I'm just amazed it's got to number one. I am actually. It's thing just one week. It feels just it feels week. like a number six. Was was this the album that they made everyone have on their iPhone? No, no, that was later. Because I, I, ironically. Never heard it. <laughs> no one did. <coughs> Just went online and went, how do I delete yes, YouTube? Precisely. Um <laughs> Moving on swiftly then, shall we? I mean from yeah. from, from, from a latter YouTube. I like well, it. Well, funnily you should say that my next number one is unique number one, number one hundred and fifty-three. This was number one for four weeks from the twentieth of June in the year of our Lord, nineteen sixty-three. Before we go any further, software cell. Hello, say hello, Wayfax. Great song. I've I've just read the start of the YouTube biography on Spotify. It makes no sense. Right, go on. Does it say you? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> For some reason, I feel the need to beat that. That's just, that's overstepped it for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's because you've taken the Lord's name as well in an Irish accent. Right, yeah, go on, Liam. Give us us the reading. It's their classification of genre that really made me go, I'm sorry, what? Um, You two catapulted over its post-punk peers to become the world's biggest rock band. You two were post-punk. I'm fucking sorry, what? Well, I mean, in, if, if we're going for technical definition, they certainly were after punk, so they were post-punk. By that definition, when I make ambient music, it's post-punk. You And you would be 100% correct in that definition. Absolutely, but, it's, like, I'm not being funny, they're not exactly Gang of Four, are they? No, but they, I mean, like, uh, I will War follow... is a fairly solid... I yeah, think War is a fairly and, solid and post-punk album. I will follow is, is quite a post-punk, but I think they showed their true colours earlier on. They had ambition and design beyond that kind of niche box, didn't they? They're, you two are a rock band. Yes, until Brian Eno gets his bits in them, and then they're kind of interesting <laughs> for a week, and then nothing. <laughs> Just silence right. after that, isn't Brian it? Brian Eno's mitts in the edge. <laughs> Wearing him like a like Kermit. Right, Craig, 153. 153, I've asked the machine. I don't think there's anything. No, it was but... nothing. Yeah, there was an out. So, uh, press play. I like it. I'm going on to. I like it. For keep, right? Absolute bin. (laughs) Binniest of the bin bins. Like, bin juicy old banana skin bin bin bin. Absolutely brilliant doorbell pop. Amazing. Awful. Go on, Craig. This fucking course, awful noise. Jer- this is, of course, Jerry and the Pacemakers. Jerry and the P. I like it. Their <laughs> second single. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's great. It, I know it, this from the Rosillo's cover. Is this the last we see of Jerry? <laughs> G and the well, P. Taking his Pacemaker out. It might, yeah, I think this is our last. Yes, this is the last Jerry and the Pacemakers track in the Pantheon that we have not reviewed. So, can I quite like, like this? Can I just underline? Uh, yeah, Craig, because it's... It's fun. As much Liam, as we complain that everybody did the Beatles. I really yeah. I hate this song so much. I find it... Just the most like <laughs> drilly, like dentist drill melody in... Christendom. This this is the exact counter argument to everything you say about Mersey Beat and everyone being a bad photocopy of the Beatles. This is literally like early Mersey Beat where they're doing something that Paul and John would never have touched. It can also still be shit though. There's multiple yes, different true. kinds of poo in the world. A rainbow <laughs> of poo, chat. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh. M. <laughs> 
<laughs> Apparently I'm a salty bitch today. Um, uh, yeah, I I have no problem with this. I mean, it's 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 good bubblegum pop. What he said. And that's all. That's all it is. Does it outweigh you two? No. <laughs> <laughs> not poor Matt. But... He looks really sad. No, no, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. This I'm is not this. through gritted teeth. This is this is gonna be t- this is gonna be close. I think this is gonna be close. Down to the wire. Isn't it, Craig? Yeah. Isn't it, Craig? <laughs> Isn't it, Craig, as he goes into his final track this week, which is not the most recent track we've had so far with the unique number one, number one thousand four hundred and six. We're getting all oh, the recent ones though this episode, aren't me. we? I am kinda of glad about we're getting a, a rid of a few recent ones. Yeah, it's going well. Uh, before we go any further, for the last time this week, software cell. Tainted facts, please. Beautiful work. Fucking fish in a barrel. It's been. It's been one week from the 15th of December in the year of our Lord. 2022. Uh, (laughs) uh, What was that face? It's a bit bit fish, really, wasn't it? uh, I mentioned earlier on, it's my worthiness of a song being deserving of going in twice. Uh, press play. Oh, wow. Hmm, now that's a question. Is the greatest Christmas song of all time deserving to go into the Pantheon twice? The greatest Christmas song of all time. And this is a man who really likes Darley in Love. Um, Yeah, indeed. She ain't going in the the Pantheon, unfortunately. Just in case people have been living under a rock, that is, of course, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Is you. If you don't know that, why are you listening to a podcast about music? Go and can I, can, can I back suggest, under the rock. Can I suggest we go round the room now and give our decision? Mr. Maloney. I'm locked in. I've got on two. And it was a bin bin bin. Mr. Leonard. Keep. Ooh. Really, Matt? Hmm. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how how you how you justifying that? Don't mind the U2 song at all. I like, I like it. And Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you. I think I voted for it first time round. I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One would call me a hypocrite if I was to uh, bin it after trying to defend... Uh... <laughs> My sweet lord. In the previous three. One would call me a hypocrite for... <laughs> For winning this time, and I am nothing if not consistent. So, this is going to stay. <laughs> I have no idea where that was going then. <laughs> you told me to want my game, so here we go. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. I don't know. I, I thought you two would sway you then, Craig. I thought you two would be enough for you to win. Uh, I mean, as, Le- as Matthew so rightly said, I like, I like it. I preferred the Rosillo's cover of it, but that in a million years is not going in, so I will take this in its place. And who am I to refuse Mariah Carey a second shot in? We all put her back to number one a second time. Why not let her have it? Fuck it. I mean, what would Christmas be without it? I'm not quite sure what to make of this week. We all sort of... Well, I didn't. Those two sort of threw caution to the wind and went early. I was the more sensible one this week for butter change. I'm usually fucking trigger happy. Ghostbusters went in though. Yay! But what do you think? Uh, Why not head over to http colon backslash backslash www.everynumberoneever.com spell that however you like just make sure you put the backslashes in there you will find a link to all our various social medias where you can look us up and get in touch you'll find our email address uh you'll also find a link to our patreon which if you don't feel like just keying a long url you can just head to patreon.com slash e-n-o-e podcast where you'll find a variety of bonus features, podcasts, photos of certain things. And, uh, yeah, after a very crazy week, Mr Maloney, where is the Pantheon at uh, but this week? It has been a weird one, hasn't it? Hmm. This week we started with Michael Holiday and his chinettes. 
Yes. It's starry eyed, making it into the pantheon. Yes, it, it went left. Um, <laughs> Petite Melange with uh, Bon Melody. Um, a, a fairly enjoyable bit of reggaeton. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I believe. I'm from I'm from M46. How do you pronounce reggaeton? <laughs> um, and the anthem uh, from Barbie by Bilish and Phineas made it in as well. See the previous arguments for how excellent that is and how wrong Craig is. Following Ooh. that, we had Matt's nemesis, Dr. Hook with his eye patch and the bus the driver. The worst week. Um, followed by George Harrison's We've Already Had It, My Sweet Lord. And now and then. Oh, it's now and then. I thought it was now and here. Um, by the Beatles and the Machine and various iterations of the Beatles recorded across five different years. Thankfully, all of that has burned in the fires of hell and been replaced by Ray Parker Jr.'s pithy ode to the supernatural. And Cer- finally, certainly not copyright infringing, Ghostbusters. <laughs> finally, we wrapped up Sorry, with Hewitt. Utu's Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own from How To Dismantle An Atomic Bomb. I don't believe they're qualified bomb disposal experts, so I wouldn't trust them. Um, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it like I like it. Like by Jerry Rock-on-skit. and the fucking pacemakers. <laughs> and Jimmy All Sullen I Want the Christmas pacemaker. by... <laughs> Mariah Carey unfortunately have joined the Pantheon this week meaning that the world is just a little bit worse and on that well, note I, think, so, yeah. I bid you adieu look after one another and uh, don't be too disheartened because we'll be back next week <laughs> I think we might have lost Matt oh Matt has absolutely frozen <laughs> So he's bogged it right at the death. He's absolutely bogged it, which means that Jem's probably in. So he gets no right choice now. in what's being played at the end. So here we go. Here's Ghostbusters. Here's Ghost- <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us this week. We see will see ya. you as always next week. Um, Bye. Matt's trying to talk, but we're just going to ignore him. Too, too late. No. No, that's Christmas. That's Christmas. Put it there. See you next week, everybody. Have a good time. I'm afraid of no ghosts.